Oh, oh, oh. 
After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Yeah. 
JM in the AM. Uh, I'd say you'd call it a classic at this point. Nishmas Kolchai done by Yehuda Green here at JM in the AM. Yassi Green had Matana Tova brand new off the Yiddish Nacha CD. Zusha with Yoel's Nigun off that brand new uh, release. Shlomo Katz with Proke. That just came out this week. It's a Shlomo Kalbach tune. Shlomo Katz uh, published it for the first time in the CD collection entitled The Krat Shabbat. Uh, of course, we have the Shlomo Kalbach yard site coming up on Sunday, 24 hours of Kalbach from 6 p.m. Saturday night Eastern Time through 6 p.m. Sunday night Eastern Time on our stream at jmtheam.org. The Moshav Band had Yadid Nefesh, Barry Weber with Vishamru, and Regesh, of course, Modaani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Thursday on this November the 6th, day 13 in the month of Mar Cheshvan, the year 5775, Tafshinai and Hay. Uh, second day of Bahab, 50 degrees, rain coming down, looks like rain most of the day with a high temperature 56. I think it rained uh, 25 years ago today on the secular calendar, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was raining that day, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Uh, showers early tonight with a low of 45 and tomorrow partly cloudy with a high temperature 53 degrees. We'll do our weekly update tomorrow, Malcolm Honeline. On the latest going on in Israel and the Jewish world, make sure to be tuned in tomorrow morning, 740 Eastern Time, right here at JM in the AM, and of course, jmintheam.org. Yerushalayim is at 79, Tel Aviv at 81, Haifa at 75, and a lot at 86 degrees. We're at 50 here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. The suspect in the second attack that we heard about yesterday, remember the suspect in the first attack, at the light rail station in Yerushalayim was uh, was gunned down by police, thank God. Uh, the perpetrator of that terrorist attack. Uh, then yesterday afternoon here in the U.S., late at night in Israel, a terrorist rammed into three IDF soldiers with his speeding van near an army post just outside of El Arub on Wednesday. He turned himself in to security forces. He's ter- currently being interrogated. And um, an alleged accomplice is being interrogated as well. Now, I saw the video of that attack. I saw the video. I'm sure many of you saw the video. The actual video of these three soldiers being run over by the van. I have no clue how somebody can survive being hit like that at the speed that van was going. You have to thank God that they're alive. But uh, we continue to pray for their speedy recovery. Just unbelievable. Um, just unbelievable. Yeah, that video, I'll tell you, today everything's on video. And it's pretty, uh, pretty incredible that uh, a security camera caught the whole thing. I'm, I'm literally watching it again as, uh, as I'm speaking here on the air. Frightening, absolutely frightening. JM and the AM Thursday later on this morning here on this radio broadcast. We'll uh, explore what's happening um, regarding the Stay Road dinner, 19th of November. We'll do that coming up um, in the 8 o'clock hour. Rabbi David Sykes is going to join us. has a beautiful book on Bereshis, which we're going to talk about. And uh, plenty more coming up here at JM and the AM. Uh, great day on our stream at jmnam.org. Uh, Charlie Harari at 9 o'clock. Jew in the City, Allison Josephs at 10. Miriam L. Wallach with That's Life at 10.30. I'll do the live lunch, and Shlaimi Eichler will join me during the live lunch. 
Uh, stunt show coming up at 1 o'clock. Mark Zomik with a very interesting topic. We'll talk about that in a couple of minutes uh, or a little later on. A lot of stuff going on in our stream all day long at jmtheam.org. Make sure to be tuned in and to participate with us uh, all day as um, we present fantastic programming on the stream at jmtheam.org. 24 minutes before 7 o'clock, it's Ellie Schwabel.
AM, Ari Goldwag with this one here at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world in the web, jmtheam.org. Ari Goldwag with, uh, with that selection off of the Amechad CD, it's called No Dead. Benny Friedman had Yesh Tigvai, you heard David Gabe in there with Yushalayim, except Saturday with Yadid Nefesh, Yehuda Glanz had Yassis, and Eli Schwebel opened that set with Yaga off of the Hearts Mind CD. Don't forget, you can comment on this show and any shows that's going on uh, by using the home screen of our NSN app, which you could have on your Android or iPhone. Thursday morning with 50 degrees, rain and a high temperature of 56. Rabbi David Sykes joins us later on. We'll talk about the Stay Road dinner later as well. Tomorrow, Malcolm Homeline, 7.40 in the morning for the weekly update. Now that we are post the midterm elections, it'll be interesting to hear what Malcolm has to say about that. About the big changes in Washington. So we'll talk about that and I'm sure a whole bunch of other things tomorrow morning. By the way, tonight will prove that we have the best political analyst in the country. Tonight we'll prove it. Michael Fragan, again, is opening up the phones and doing the uh, uh, the show live. It's called Spin Class, Politics with Michael Fragan. He got an unbelievable reaction last week in advance of the election. I, I already emailed him that I am calling in tonight. <laughs> I have questions and I have my own analysis about the election on uh, Tuesday. And I will be calling it tonight. Last week, I avoided it. I said, okay, we'll let the listeners, you know, chime in, give other people a chance. Tonight, I am calling in. <laughs> That's my plan. Uh, he is the, uh, he's number one. You'll see why tonight when he speaks about the um, midterm elections and the aftermath. And of course, again, you'll have an opportunity to uh, call up and uh, participate. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Great day in general on our stream at jmtheam.org. I'll give you uh, all the information, the updates, the promos regarding what we're providing all day long on our stream coming up. Make sure to be tuned in. Also, don't forget that the 24 Hours of Kalbach starts Saturday night at 6 p.m. In honor of his 20th yard site, the 24 Hours of Kalbach is this coming Saturday night, 6 p.m. until um, 6 p.m. Sunday, all Eastern time. Uh, we're doing this to commemorate the 20th yard set of Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach. I'm sure we'll get some Kalbach selections on the air tomorrow as well. Make sure you're tuned in all weekend long. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Golly, it's all in the background. We're going to do our news from Israel next. Continue to pray for the uh, speedy recovery of those injured in yesterday's terrorist attacks. Keep I, I, I just watched the video again before. It's so hard to believe that people can survive an attack like that that happened in the Gush yesterday. Just unbelievable. Um, Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday is next. We say Boker Toe from Jam in the end.
גלי צה"ל, השעה שתיים, כאן שיבל כרמי מנסור עם מה שקורה עכשיו. שוב דרמה במשפט אולמרט. במסגרת חקירתה הנגדית של שולה זקן הושמעו הקלטות שבהן היא משוחחת עם המתקשרת שלה ותוקפת את אולמרט משום שלא דאג לעבודה לה ולקרוביה. לטענת עורכי דינו, זו ההוכחה שזקן רקמה נגדו מזימה. אמרתי, אני אקרא לו את הצורה. למה אני צריכה לדאוג כל חודש אם יהיה לי אוכל או לא יהיה לי אוכל? למה? למה? ואתה יושב על 30 חברות. תארגן לי שיהיה לי משכורת חודשית, שאני רגועה, שיש לי שלם משכנתה, יש לי זה וזה, ואם אני רגועה, אז טוב לי. כתבנו רום ליאור מוסר שבנוסף הושמעה הקלטה נוספת שבה מתייעצת זקן האם לחתום על הסדר טיעון בפרשת הולילנד והמתקשרת טוענת שגם בכירי הפרקליטות הגיעו לבקר אצלה. אפילו ימכרו אותי, אפילו עסק עם הפרקליטות על הגב שלי. איזה הפרקליט? בנזון האחד, משה לדור. תראה את כל הפרקליטים, אתם באים אליי לתקשורים. פקד ג'ידן אסעד, קצין מג"ב שנרצח בפיגוע בירושלים אתמול, מובא כעת למנוחות בבית ג'אן. כתבנו גיא ורון שמע שם את השר לביטחון הפנים אהרונוביץ' ואת המפכ"ל דנינו. אנחנו לא ניתן לקיצוניים מכל צד להתסיס ולהלהיט. אנחנו נשמור מכל משמר. על ההסדרים בהר הבית. הטרור הרצחני מבית היוצר של הרשות הפלסטינית והעומד בראשה הצליחו להגיע גם לבית ג'אן. פועלים טובי השוטרים במשימה החשובה, השבת השקט והביטחון לעיר ירושלים. המחבל שביצע את פיגוע הדריסה בגוש עציון, שבו נפצעו אמש שלושה חיילי צה"ל, הסגיר עצמו לכוחות הביטחון. כתבנו קובי מנדל ואותם ברגר מוסרים שעיריית עכו הציבה היום גם היא מחסומי בטון ליד תחנות אוטובוס מחשש לפיגועים. לקוחות של סלקום וגולן טלקום מדווחים בשעה האחרונה על תקלות ברשת הסלולרית. לפני כשעה בערך אני קיבלתי טלפון מאימא שלי בבזק שאומרת שהטלפון שלה לא פועל, היא מנויה בגולן טלקום. אי אפשר להוציא שיחות ואי אפשר לקבל שיחות. והיות וגולן הם כולם, זה הכל אונליין, אז הם מנסים להתכנס לאתר שלהם וגם האתר הוא לא, לא עולה. משתי החברות עדיין לא נמסרה תגובה. מתאם פעולות הממשלה בשטחים אישר לשווק תוצרת חקלאית מעזה ליהודה ושומרון לראשונה מאז השתלטות חמאס על הרצועה. היום הועברו עשרה טון של מלפפונים לאזור חברון, וביום ראשון תשווק לשטחים טונה אחת של דגים טריים. משרד החקלאות השיק אפליקציה חדשה לבעלי כלבים והביא לחשיפת פרטים אישיים של הרמטכ"ל, שרים בכירים וחברי כנסת. כתבנו רמי שני. יישומון לטלפונים ניידים שהכין משרד החקלאות חושף פרטים רבים על בעלי כלבים בהם בכירים במערכות השלטון, הביטחון והכלכלה וכן מפורסמים רבים המחזיקים כלבים שפרטיהם רשומים במאגרי המשרד. הדבר עורר תרעומת ציבורית אבל במשרד החקלאות אומרים כי על פי הנחיית המחוקק, כלומר הכנסת, חייבים פרטים אלו להיות כלולים בתעודות הזהות של הכלבים וכי ניתן להסיר את מספרי הטלפון באמצעות פנייה למפעילי היישומון. התחזית לסוף השבוע, עלייה בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
Shalom. 
The original, the great, the incredible Shlomo Kalbach here on a Thursday morning. Just amazing, amazing, amazing. 24 hours of Kalbach starts 6 p.m. this coming Saturday night here at jmtheam.org all the way until 6 o'clock Sunday night, Eastern Time, uh, commemorating his 20th yard site this Sunday. We'll try to get more Kalbach music on tomorrow as well on an era of Shabbos. Um, 20 years since Rabbi Shlomo's passing. Shlomo Katz with Likrat Shabbat, which is a collection of Kalbach tunes until now uh, unpublished. Now Shlomo Katz has recorded them on this brand new Likrat Shabbat CD. Quarter after 7 Thursday, it's JM in the AM with 50 degrees, rain and a high temperature of 56. Want to take this opportunity and wish a Mazel Tov. Want to take this opportunity to wish a Mazel Tov. To the uh, Palayoff and Stone families, Mark Palayoff of Englewood and Eliana Stone of Teaneck, New Jersey, are getting married tonight. We say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Special Mazal Tov to Mr. P at TABC. Uh, and of course, um, everybody who's going to be celebrating tonight, the big Simcha. Mazal Tov. Ten Yad has, um, announced its auction date. Ten Yad, the Hachnasas Kala auction and performance, uh, is going to be happening on Sunday, November the 16th at the Razag Ballroom in Brooklyn, New York at 5 p.m. They'll start the viewing and ticket purchasing at 8.45, a warm and wonderful musical production entitled The Best Mistake of all, and at 945, the program and auction drawing information, tenyad.org, tenyad.org. Uh, you can get information about the, um, about the auction on the 16th of November. The 7th annual Sequoia Benefit Concert, featuring Soul Farm and honoring Joan and Leon Gottlieb. Uh, happens this coming Sunday, 2 p.m. at the YBH Hillel on Passaic Avenue in Passaic, New Jersey. Uh, C. Lansbaum, Noah Solomon, Soul Farm on the 20th yard site of uh, Rib Shlomo. Uh, proceeds benefit Sequoia, vital lifeline for senior citizens in the Clifton Passaic community. Uh, information at jfsclifton.org, jfsclifton.org. Also on Saturday night up in Pomona, New York, uh, C. Lansbaum and Noah Solomon will be performing as well on the art site of, uh, Rib Shlomo Kalbach. It's happening on Sherwood Ridge Road in Pomona. Information, soulfarm at gmail.com, soulfarm at gmail.com, and they'll give you all the 
specifics on that. Uh, Jay Greenstein and Company has a the antique Jewish ritual objects and art on Central Avenue in Cedarhurst has an exhibition entitled Modernism in Judaica, a selection of important 20th century Jewish art. It's happening November the 15th, starting at 8 p.m. at 417 Central Avenue in Cedarhurst, New York. Information, you can contact them at 516-295-2931, 516-295-2931. Nefesh Benefesh has announced its Impact Israel Conference. Join them as the leading uh, event Join Nefesh Benefesh at the leading event catering to students and young professionals who are looking to explore career paths, job opportunities, and social entrepreneurship in Israel. There will be an amazing keynote with Six Olim making an impact in Israel. Great panel discussions, aliyah sessions, and more. It happens at Convene, 733rd Avenue in New York, Sunday, November the 16th, beginning at 12.30 p.m. Information, nbn.org.il slash impact nbn.org.il slash impact for uh, information. Harav Yosef Tzvi Rimon is in from Israel and will be speaking this coming Sunday at Yeshiva University on the topic of how to keep Shemitah. Um, Sunday, this coming Sunday, November the 9th, how to keep Shemitah, 1045 at the Belfer Hall, room 218, in the, up at Yeshiva University starting at 1045. And at 7 p.m. on Sunday, he'll be at the East Hill Synagogue on Walnut Street in Englewood on the topic of how to teach halacha to our teenagers, methodologies, perspectives, and tips. And um, information about that, I guess either contact Yeshiva University for the daytime event or the East Hill Synagogue in Englewood for the nighttime event. Chesed 24-7 has announced their night out for Chesed. Saturday night, November the 15th at Keter Torah on Romer Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, there'll be a performance by mentalist David Blatt, great wine selections, a dairy buffet, and exciting raffles. The evening is sponsored by Cavalry Hospital. And um, for information, you can go to chesed247.org. That's chesed247.org. That event's happening on the 15th of November on Saturday night. And uh, finally, I was... Um, Yesterday, someone sent me an announcement for Veterans Day. You know, we always announce these illegal holidays, Shiurim. On Veterans Day, on Tuesday, when a lot of people are off, there'll be a Yarche Kala uh, happening in Brooklyn at uh, Agudas Yisrael of Madison, 2122 Avenue S. Rabbi Yisrael Reisman on Nehemiah's Laws. Um, Rabbi Yisrael Pearl on important and practical um, uh, Hilcho Shabbos, including showering on a three-day Yantif, when hinting helps by Amira La'akum, what to do with a fallen Shabbos candle, usage of garbage cans, intercom in a child's room, plungers on Shabbos, ice cubes on Shabbos, salad dressing on Shabbos, making salad dressing, saving chulin from burning. Very interesting. A lot of issues will be covered. And right, Mordechai Becher in a special presentation about Shabtai Tzvi, a false messiah. This is happening uh, November the 11th. It's coming Tuesday at the Agudas Yisrael of Madison in Brooklyn, New York, where Reisman kicks it off at 9 a.m. right after Shachar. It's 22 minutes after 7 o'clock. It's J.M. in the a.m., and uh, this one comes from Miami.
JM in the AM. It's Miami, of course, with Galay here on a uh, JM the AM Thursday morning. Ray Sykes is going to join us. Ray David Sykes, who uh, wrote the book Patterns in Genesis and Beyond. He'll join us in the uh, 7 o'clock hour. In the 8 o'clock hour, we'll talk about the Stay Road dinner, which is coming up. Give everyone an opportunity to help Stay Road. By the way, I got a call from Israel this morning. In light of the uh, terror attacks from yesterday and things that have been happening over the last few weeks, people are really starting to fear that tourism is going to drop to Israel. So let me toss in a word of encouragement to all of our listeners. Uh, if you have a trip planned to Israel, please, please, please uh, keep it on your calendar. It is so important, so vital, so critical for the Israeli economy and for the psychological boost that it gives to our brothers and sisters in Israel. And if you don't have one planned, uh, try your best to get one planned as soon as possible. Um, journeys to Israel are uh, incredible experiences. And they don't always have to be taken during during the uh, most peaceful and uh, easiest times in the Holy Land. So please, keep it in mind as you plan out your 5775. Coming up at 9 o'clock this morning, right after JM and the AM, the boardroom with Charlie Harari. Brand new episode today with special guest Manny Hoffman, CEO of the P-Tex Group, in their uh, CEO investor spotlight. More segments uh, from uh, Charlie, including practical productivity, the corner office, management tips, life bits, business inspiration, and in the news with Michael Davis. That is all coming up 9 o'clock this morning. Looking forward to that here at... Um, at jmtheam.org. Jew in the City speaks with Allison Joseph. She's got two guests today. Misha Beshkin, Balchuva became observant in the FSU and invented a cutting-edge kosher app. Is it kosher? And S.D. Ackerman, Jew in the City 2014 Orthodox Jewish All-Star, ranked number six in her age category in table tennis. She'll join Allison in the Jew in the City speaks at 10 o'clock this morning on jmtheam.org. Miriam Al-Wallach with another great show coming up. Uh, that's life starting at 1030. Microsoft CEO and owner of the Clippers, Steve Palmer, <laughs> Steve Bomber has recently announced his intentions to have a bar mitzvah. What is it about this specific rite of passage that a billionaire feels he needs one? Um, the sports rabbi Josh Halleckman will join the program to discuss it. And Soul Farm C. Lansbaum on with Miriam to discuss their upcoming concert, the 20th yard side of Rip Shlomo and his everlasting impact in the world of Jewish music. Uh, that's coming up. And then we'll do the live lunch at 11 o'clock. Mark Zamek is going to be hosting the uh, Stun Show today, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And he is going to be taking a uh, a very serious look. Uh, David Chaifetz, who talks about his experience as a childhood victim of abuse at summer camp, uh, will be uh, Mark's guest. And he'll also discuss his mission as an adult to ensure it doesn't happen to anyone else. They also talk about other famous incidents of abuse in the greater Jewish community and how they fit together. Today at 1 o'clock, a very interesting and captivating uh, hour with Mark Zomik between 1 and 2 this afternoon. And as we mentioned earlier, if you heard it last week, you know how great Michael Fragan is at political analysis. This week it should be even more fun hearing his analysis after the midterm elections. He will take your phone calls. I already warned him that I'm going to be calling in, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> and that's between 6 and 7 tonight on Spin Class. Should be very interesting to hear what he has to say about the midterm elections. Spin Class tonight between 6 and 7 on our stream 
at jmtheam.org. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Echonishmasser of Zebin of Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Several times in the Torah, we read about the major importance of having honest weights and measures. The Torah tells us, Kosha Anshin Shalmidas, the punishment for dishonest weights and measures is more severe than the punishment for immorality. The Chavetz Chaim explains that a person who is careful in weights shows that he admits that Hashem is Mashkiach over the world. He also agrees, Yitzias Mitzrayim, the time when Hashem displayed his Hashkocha and let it be known throughout the world. Whoever is deceitful in weights makes it look as though Hashem doesn't see from above. And it's like he is Kuiper, he denies Yitzias Mitzrayim, the exodus from Egypt. There was a period in history when the reins were held back. The Chochom, the great rabbi of the city, decreed a fast. They fasted Monday and Thursday. They prayed special tefillahs, but they were not answered. That night, the Chochom had a dream that there would not be any rain until a certain shopkeeper in the city would be appointed as the Shliach Tzibor, the Chazan. The Chochom could not perceive how such a simple storekeeper, an Am Haaretz, could possibly merit to have his prayers answered and determine that it must have been a false dream. He went back to sleep, and once again he had the same dream. He realized there must be something to the dream. So the next day, he gathered all the people of the city together for a day of tefillah. He asked the storekeeper to be the Baal tefillah. The people couldn't imagine why he would ask such a person to be the chazan. And even the storekeeper was surprised. The storekeeper protested, Does the Rav want to make me the laughing stock? There is somebody as unlearned as I, and yet I'm asked to be the chazan? Yet, the Chochem insisted that the storekeeper should lead the entire assembly. The storekeeper first went home. He returned to show with his scales which he held in both hands as he stood in front of the Aaron Kodesh. He said, Hashem, these two dishes of the scale are connected the two letters hey in the holy name of Hashem. The centerpiece of the scale is connected the vav of the holy name. The bar which balances the pans is connected the yud. Hashem, please testify before the entire assembly if I ever sinned with the weights of the scales or with Amidas, if I ever caused any disgrace to your holy name, then fire should come down from Shemaim and burn me in my place. However, if I didn't sin, I pray to you, Hashem, please send Gishmei Ratzon, rain of blessing, to the entire Kehila in the merit of this scale. Right away, the sky grew dark, clouds formed, and much Gishmei Bracha, the rain of blessing, did fall. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
in the AN. That is one great selection. Uh, that's uh, Avinu done by uh, Yaakov Shweki on the Live in Israel volume number two CD. JM in the AM at 20 minutes before 8 o'clock. Thanks for joining us here on this Thursday. Lots of great programming on our stream all day long at jmtheam.org. Make sure to keep it on the stream all day long to enjoy. Mazal Tov going out to Mark Palayoff at Englewood. And uh, Eliana Stone and Teaneck, they are getting married tonight. And the TABC, Chevrez, uh, asked me to wish a special Mazel Tov to Mr. P and the entire family from all of us here at JM in the AM. And sure enough, we say Mazal Tov. Amit presents Ellen's Kids, providing academic excellence in memory of Ellen Koplow. This coming Monday night, November the 10th, at the Hudson Theater on West 44th Street, in New York City, go to AmitChildren.org for information, AmitChildren.org. There'll be performances by Tova Felcher, Ron Sharp, Gil Shaham, Orly Shaham, the Ramaz School Chamber Choir. It's all happening during their big dinner celebration this coming Monday at the Hudson Theater in New York. Again, AmitChildren.org for information. Yachad presents a Veterans Day get-together Tuesday between 8 a.m. and 4.45, an international inclusion and special ed conference on the topic of maybe we should teach the way they learn. Dr. Ross Green of Harvard Medical School and many other featured speakers will be taking part. Uh, the uh, Manhattan Day School is going to be the place on West 75th Street in New York City. Go to yachad.org slash special ed conference. yachad.org slash special ed conference for information about the event. Uh, coming up on Veterans Day on the 11th of November, yachad.org slash special ed conference. Uh, eight o'clock hour, we'll have a chance to talk about the Big Stay Road dinner, which is coming up later this month. Uh, I do remind you that, um, we have amazing programming all day long on our stream. And tonight, Michael Fragan will be opening up the phone lines again for election analysis. It was really fun before the election. It should be amazing fun tonight. Uh, post the midterm election. So, and I hope to call in, by the way. I told him last week I would resist. This week I don't think I can resist. So, we'll, we'll be in discussion tonight at some point, hopefully between 6 and 7 p.m. Uh, so that's happening on spin class, and that is tonight, uh, happening between 6 and 7 Eastern time. With your input, he'll be taking your phone calls at jamintheam.org.
JM and the AM. It's the uh, Rabbi's Sons with Odi Shama here at JM and the AM. Thursday morning broadcaster by David Sykes is with us live via telephone. I mentioned the um, uh, the book uh, that came out earlier in 2014 entitled Patterns in Genesis and Beyond. In fact, this is a, a book that was brought to my attention by uh, our wonderful friend, Dr. Mark Singer. And after exploring this a little bit, especially with uh, Safer Bracious having started just a few weeks ago, I thought it would be a good opportunity to get Rabbi Sykes onto the uh, radio and um, and have an average guy like me see if I could begin to understand some of the patterns in Genesis and beyond. Rabbi Sykes received a Ph.D. from Yeshiva University for his work on patterns in the book of Genesis. He has taught Bible and other Judaic subjects at Yeshiva University, also at Stern College for Women. Fifteen years ago, moved up to Monroe, New York, and became acquainted with the nearby Hasidic community, which has opened up for him a whole new world of knowledge about the Neshama and Jewish spirituality. He is a uh, Torah-based, intuitive life purpose coach dealing with spiritual growth and life path issues. Rabbi Dr. David Sykes, welcome to JM in the AM. Uh, It's a pleasure to be on the show. I greatly appreciate that. Uh, So... Are there patterns in Genesis that you set out and said, well, let me put it this way. Do you go looking for patterns, or when you study Genesis, when you study the Chumash, the Torah, uh, you noticed that pattern, certain patterns developed, and that ended up being the uh, subject of the work? Okay, so uh, I would say both are true. Uh, that is to say that uh, initially it began because uh, I was a Torah reader, and I started noticing certain patterns, and um, they really struck me as being something that required uh, investigation. It seemed there was something extraordinary going on, but it seemed to me that it was part of a bigger picture, and I was not able to uh, figure out the picture. I was intensely searching for 40 years after the initial discovery of the patterns uh, some of the patterns to try to see the whole picture of it. So it started out, I noticed them, and then it was I went looking for them. Do, um, can you give one example of a pattern, something that, uh, so you, just so we understand what a pattern is and what it is that you're looking for? Uh, sure. Um, I mean, what a pattern is, just to say as a, uh, as a definition, would be that... Um, well, you know, we read the Torah every year again and again, and we try to read as many commentaries as we can. But when we read the Torah that way, we tend to read each incident separately. And what this book tries to do is to find patterns, that is, connections between different incidents. So each pattern that's described in this book has common words and themes, and it conveys a message. It could be an illuminating parallel. It could be a pointed contrast. It could be measure for measure. It could be mass of a similar bunny, a foreshadowing of uh, later history. Right. So I, I mean, found that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I found these patterns pervade the Torah, and they combine to make larger patterns. Right. So I guess now, I, as it, an example, yeah. Now I'm going to say so certain things are obvious in terms of you know it, it, two of our forefathers going through the same experience with their wives in foreign lands, right? So there's a lot right. of a lot of congruency there, I would guess, right? Right. But, but, when, right, you, but right. when you say patterns, you're you're going way beyond the obvious. 
Right. I'll, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Um, there's three times in the Torah where somebody meets a wife at a well. I think that's fairly well known. All right. Uh, one time was when Eliezer met Rivka at a well. This pattern will connect to this beginning of this week's parsha mm-hmm. eventually. Eliezer met Rivka at a well. Yaakov met Rachel at a well. Moshe met Zipporah at a well. So you say to yourself, well, that's pretty interesting. They all met at wells. Now the question is, is there more to it? What's really going on here? So you sit down and you try to look at the stories more closely, and you see there's, they have more in common than just the well. You see that in all three cases, there's an act of chesed done at the well that included giving water to animals, right? right? Rivka gave water to Eliezer's camel. Right. Yaakov gave water to Rachel's sheep, and Moshe gave water to, uh, to uh, Tzipora's sheep. Right. And then you look even further and you see that not only was there an act of chesed at the well, but there was an act of extraordinary chesed at the well. Because uh, in Rivka's case, you're talking about camels, and there were actually uh, ten camels. Takes a very long time to give water to ten camels. It could take many hours, and uh, that was Rivka's chesed. You look at Yaakov's chesed. So again, it wasn't just simply giving water to sheep. There was an enormous stone that was on top of the well. So he first had to remove that stone. And with Moshe also, there were shepherds at the well and uh, chasing the girls away. The only way he'd be able to give the water to the girls would be if he would chase away the shepherds first. And therefore, what you see is that it's not just chesed, but uh, it's something beyond. Each person could have reasonably said that he'd love to help, but it's just beyond his ability to do so. But that didn't happen. Now, then you ask, okay, so what does that pattern teach us? So I think what the pattern teaches us is a lesson about shiduchim, about the Torah's view of what is the key ingredient for a successful shidduch, namely the readiness to do chesed for one's spouse, even if it's time-consuming, even if there are physical obstacles, and even if there are human obstacles. I think the Torah is teaching us that if you want to uh, open up the wellsprings of blessing uh, for the shidduch, then that's the essential ingredient, and that's a message that comes out of the pattern. Right. Having said that, however, um, you could say, well, yeah, all right, you found certain common points in those, in those incidents, but there are other points that are not the same. And uh, the question is, what about those? They're not part of the pattern. But here, I would say that if you look at each one of those, you can see that those different points are actually parts of other patterns that involve the particular people uh, in the incidents. So the first incident was Rivka and the camels. Now, Rivka's chesed was done on a grand scale and with, uh, with Zerizus, you know, with uh, dedication. The Torah says, describing Rivka, Vatarat, she ran. Vatamaher, she hastened. You look at this week's parasha, the beginning of the parasha, about Avram's chesed. Avram also did chesed on a grand scale. Mm-hmm. And it says there, Vayarat, he ran to the guests, you know, uh, Vayamaher, he ran to the tent to, uh, to, get, to prepare the food. And thus you see from the pattern that Rivka was indeed a suitable person to be brought into the household of Avraham. He did things with great enthusiasm. With great enthusiasm, the chesed with the enthusiasm and on the large scale right. to fit into that household. See, the point is the Torah, on the one hand, is saying that every shidduch needs that ingredient of chesed. On the other hand, every shidduch is unique. Every person has some 
every match, every household had some, has some special, special talent, some special dimension. In the case of Rivka, that dimension involved uh, chesed on a large scale, an open house and doing that type of thing. And the Torah is showing you how, and it's a spiritual dimension, mm -hmm. that uh, every, every neshama has a dimension, a certain thing to it, a special quality, and part of the shidduch is finding that unique match. And so, the Torah is showing you that that's what happened. So if you noticed a well episode, well after the ones that you're talking about, you know, many years later somewhere in Tanakh, you would pay careful attention to that and how it might fit into the previous stories. Uh, right. Yeah, the patterns could go all the way through. Actually, I don't recall any other. Well, there is a well incident uh, uh, in Sefer Shmuel, but it doesn't pertain to a shidduch. So in order for a <laughs> pattern to exist, I make it that it has to be a lot of, it has to be a full parallel. Right. I have a lot of partial parallels, but they don't constitute patterns. So uh, is it, is these it, are the three that I have. Is it safe to say, or by David Sykes is with us, is it safe to say that Bracious in general, uh, going from creation, or let's say, you know, from the introduction of Avraham Avinu, of Abraham to us, uh, all the way till, uh, you know, Joseph uh, uh, dying in Egypt, is it safe to say that that Safer Bracious in general is one big pattern, or is that already going to, on, onto too large of a scale? Well, I think there are patterns and patterns of patterns, and uh, I guess it's uh, it's I I would divide it into patterns. I don't know if I'd say it is one big pattern at a certain level. If you make a theme broad enough, then you can include everything. Right. I mean, the God, God's it? already introduced Egypt and and the fate of the Jewish people in Egypt to Abraham. You know, we've already read that. We've already encountered that. You know, at this right. point in Bracious, and obviously the story will end at the end of Bracious uh, with mm -hmm. a uh, you know with 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 permanent residence, so to speak, of the Jewish people in Egypt. Right. So. Uh... It's fine. It depends how you want to define a pattern. If you want to define it uh, broadly, then absolutely. Right. Uh, it's a pattern that Hashem, God, is directing the history of the Jewish people through, uh, through history and, and guiding the history of the world. That's a pattern in itself. Um, that's actually one of the things, one of my purposes in the book. I mean, the book has a few purposes, three purposes. I mean, one purpose of the book, the most basic purpose, is to increase the understanding of the Torah. In my mind, there's no comparison between reading the Torah as fragments and reading it as an integrated whole. Uh, to use an analogy, it's like there is between looking at, at individual limbs and organs and looking at a human being as a whole. Mm. People like to have a big picture. Right. It helps them to feel more connected to what they're looking at. And besides that, when you read one passage in light of another, light is shed on the significance of both. Right. And the book shows that many times a problem in one passage can be solved by awareness of its relationship to another. Sometimes a whole new dimension can come out. So that's one purpose, is to understand the Torah. The second purpose is a hashkafa purpose, a philosophical purpose, to bring out that the Torah is, is divine. Now, we're all taught that the Torah is a divine book, and many levels of interpretation have brought this out. At the same time, when you see this, this network of patterns in a text in front of your eyes, you can see that it's so, that there are no accidents in the Torah, that every word is exactly what it, uh, what it needs to, to be. When you see the, the wholeness of the Torah, then you see that it's the Torah of Hashem. And the third aim of the book is 
to help us in our service of, of God. Now, the particular patterns, as we've seen, teach us many important lessons for our lives, for our midos, and for our relationship with God. But I also believe that beyond that, there is something that we could learn from the phenomenon of the patterns themselves. When we discover patterns in the Torah, what we're really discovering is God's hashgacha, God's divine providence in events. This is a transferable skill, and this way we can learn to look more closely at our own lives as well, and to see the remarkable hashgacha in them, and to try to learn lessons from it. So that's a pattern in and of itself. I'm reading about Abraham and some of the challenges he had and how God responded, even when Abraham thought all hope was lost. The, the, the ability to have a kid is obviously, you know, the, his, his lineage, his legacy was a very big issue for our forefather Abraham. He felt it was yeah. hopeless. God comes back and, and you know, through his remar- remarkable ways, guarantees that there's not just a future, but an incredibly bright and large future. So I guess what you're saying is we could take, as we analyze the personalities and braces, for instance, we could take the heart that uh, just like God stepped in and made sure to take care of what Abraham's needs were for his present and future, he'll do the same thing for us as well. A hundred percent. The Torah is called Torah. Torah means to show, like to show a way. So that's what the, that's what I'm trying to do in this book is to show how the patterns in the Torah show us a path and a way for our own lives. It's funny the way you just described it. It's uh, it, it's sort of an angle of a musr safer, but very few people look at chumash that way. You know, it's funny. Uh, well, it uh, that is it that is uh, safer. Barachis is teaching us midos. It's teaching right. us about our relationship. Hashem, Derech Eretz Kadmala Torah, the the uh, ethical things, the interpersonal things, actually uh, actually precede the Torah. So mm-hmm. that's uh, really the idea. I think part of what I want to bring out here is that the Torah has that that component of the Torah as well. The book has several different components to it. It's interpretive, but it's also uh, practical. It's called Patterns in Genesis and Beyond, or by David Sykes, 600 pages, uh, an incredible work about the Safer Bracious. Again, Patterns in Genesis and Beyond. We're now reading uh, this week, and it's a great week to have you on. Any uh, a biblical analyst would love this week because we're reading one of the most amazing episodes in Jewish history and this relationship that is so confusing between Abraham and Isaac as he's ready to sacrifice his life at the Word of God. What insight... Uh, what can you? What what light can you shed on this story that we may not be familiar with that you've uh, come across in your research about the binding of Isaac? Well, um, I think that uh, one of the uh, we all know that one of the themes of uh, Avraham is the ten tests that he had. Right. Right. That he went through the ten ten tests, and this was the uh, this was the tenth test, and 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 it was. That, that is definitely a pattern in, in the life of Avraham, that he had ten tests, and it's a series of, of tests. And you really see that this was the most intense test of everything that he had. Oh, that's for sure. Uh, you know, because he had to give up... Uh, he had to give up everything. And again, the, leg- the legacy that he, that he mm-hmm. worried about for so many years. Right, right. Uh, I also heard that he gave up his followers in a way. He, here he taught Chesed all his life, right. and then uh, now he's going the other way, so people dropped out, you know. But uh, but uh, the Midrash compares uh, the first test of Avraham to the last test of Avraham, 
that uh, both of them were Lech Lecha, that both times Hashem said to Avraham Lech Lecha, and both of them were journeys. One was a journey uh, from his land, from his past, and the second one was a journey, um, you know, to his uh, giving away his to, her, to giving away his future. But the first journey at the beginning was to Eretz Yisrael, and the second journey was to Haramoria, to the holiest place of of Eretz Yisrael. And I think you can see a mirror in the geography of the uh, sanctification of the series of the uh, journeys, what, what, its, uh, what its significance was. The founding of the, of the uh, temple, of the future place of the temple, based on his, uh, his degree of, uh, of self-sacrifice. Wow. Avram is called three things by Hashem. God calls him one time, he says, um, he says, uh, I, I know him I've, as someone who is going to do tzedakah mishpat. He's right. going to teach justice. The second time he says, Tavimelech, that he is a prophet. And the culminating thing that he says is, mm-hmm. After the Akedah, he direct, addresses Avraham directly, and he says, Now I know that you fear, uh, that you fear Hashem. And I think these three descriptions describes three facets of Avraham's spirituality. Amazing. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry. The interpersonal. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. No, I'm enthusiastic to point out that what you just described to us gives us a greater appreciation for what Lech Lecha was all about. Because someone may ask, you know, what's the big deal leaving a place that seems to not have been that much, you know, that, that important or that connected to Avraham, if in fact we're going to compare it to what he had to do later on in the 10th test, then it gives you a greater appreciation of what the original Lech Lecha was all about. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's what I show in the chapters about Avraham is all the progressions right. that, that you see in terms of his spiritual journey. But the Akedah really brought out <clears throat> the Urey Elohim uh, Ata, so that even though before that he had the interpersonal things and he had the Nevuah, even had a connection to God, but the, you see the Torah's teaching, the culminating thing was his submission and uh, his total, total submission and, and his humility. And I think that's uh, important to abstract from the things about Avram, all his different characteristics and what we can learn them and what the Torah is saying. Like it says in Kohelet, Sof Davar HaKol Nishma, in the end everything is heard, fear Hashem, that's the... Uh, that's the ultimate thing. Uh, brilliant. And we covered about 2% of the book. I recommend it to everybody. Everybody, you should, you gotta check it out. Rabbi David Sykes, uh, Patterns in Genesis and Beyond. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Rabbi Sykes, thanks so much for joining us and good luck with the book. Well, thank you. Everybody could get it on Amazon. There you go. Available at Amazon and I'm sure at all reputable Judaica outlets. Uh, five minutes after 8 o'clock, this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org.
a.m. with Simcha Liner. That's Anna Hashem. Rumor flying on uh, on Montgomery Street. Uh, Yossi Baumel is in the neighborhood. Wednesday night, November the 19th at the Hilton Meadowlands. That's right, in New Jersey at the Hilton Meadowlands. You have an opportunity to support and celebrate the incredible work of the American Friends of Stay Road. The Frontline Israel Solidarity Celebration, which you would think would be happening at the front lines in Israel, is happening here in New Jersey, honoring Israel's frontline communities um, and the Protective Edge Solidarity Missions from the New York, New Jersey area. A lot of people traveled to Israel this summer. Not enough, but you know what I mean. A lot of folks were there. Thank God. We spent quite a time in Stay Rote. And on Wednesday night, November the 19th, we'll have an opportunity to uh, talk about it, to um, honor those who have been uh, involved with the yeshiva, and to gather together to support the American Friends of Stay Road. Information phone number is area code 718-673-4945, 718-673-4945. Go to stayrote.org, S-D-E-R-O-T.org for information. Yossi Balmo, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning. I wanted to get you on now because apparently... Some of the honorees are about to walk in, and I figured we'd do the big grand entrance while we're on the air. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> That's great. I mean, you have to understand, Joe is uh, on Persian standard ah, time. Look at this. <laughs> here he is. Look at this. <laughs> the honorees are here. They came, brought the caterer with them. Uh, yeah, know. I see that. I, I assume they want you to refrigerate this till the dinner so you can serve it that night. <laughs> look at this. We have two of the distinguished honorees. Who are in a very nice, comprehensive list of honorees, uh, Yossi Bam. A lot of folks are being honored that night. Two of them are here this morning in our studio. And I think the last time they were on the air, we were in Stay Road, if I'm not mistaken. I'm looking around at the four of us together again. I'm already, like, tensed, waiting for the alarm to go off. They yeah. have to run to the protected room. Oh, we were in, we were in a protected well, room. Well, of course. Today, we yeah. always broadcast for protected rooms. You don't even want to know what kind of protection we have over here. Uh, so we'll introduce our special guests in a moment. Uh, here's an opportunity, an opportunity for everybody in New York and New Jersey to come on out and support everything going on in Stay Road. The last time we were there, no joke, was Erev Shabbos Nachamu, gave everybody a comprehensive report about what was going on at the height of the war, just after... Uh, the height of the war, depending on how you look at the summer calendar. Tell us what's been happening over the last couple of months since they wrote. Uh, thank God. Since the end of the war, there were only two rockets fired from the Gaza Strip over the last... Uh Two sirens in Stay Road since the middle of well, August. Actually, there weren't sirens in Stay Road. They were a little further south from us. Interesting. Uh, but uh, it's been quiet, and everybody is so used to getting back to the routine that, uh, you know, immediately everybody goes back to the routine. Right. And we even had time to finish up. Uh, we were building a new dormitory building that has four classrooms because we have uh, Israel's largest Shir Aleph uh, first class. We had 112 boys. And uh, we had to finish that off in order to get them into their classrooms on time. It was held up because of the war. And on the first day, Rosh Chodesh El, they moved into those four classes, and we finished that off, thank God, with the help of a lot of people who came over the summer and supported us uh, and understand how important it is that we have a bomb-proof campus that allows our boys to stay learning and helping the community throughout any kind of Which they crisis. did all summer. Oh, it was unbelievable. And the Army benefited from that. Every soldier who came through that area benefited from that. And, of course, the communities around there benefited from it as well. We figured there were about a 1,000 soldiers, not our boys, besides our boys, who came through the yeshiva during the course of the war. Uh, of course, the, the big weekend we had was when we had five, over 500 uh, of the Special Forces Geffen Battalion stationed in the yeshiva. I mean, picture this. 
a, a secular a soldier from Tel Aviv is dorming <laughs> while, while in, in their dormitory room with together with yeshiva boy. He's sleeping on a mattress on the floor, and the soldier gets the bed, <laughs> and uh, they're all together there. And Friday night we had this davening that every rabbi who was there from the OU mission was said it was the best Shabbos in their life. And I was ashamed because after hosting so many uh, Shabbat Chayesaras, including uh, having Joe. Uh, once in Chayesara. He was once in Chayesara? Don't more remember than, that. More, That's than, more than once, right? <laughs> more than once. Nah, I'm joking around. And they yeah. still said it was the best Shabbat ever. Since then, people have been asking to come for Shabbat all the time. We just had the AFSI group in, in, in uh, Sterot for Shabbat. But it's not quite the same. You know, so you we, just raised a, a, a very interesting point that we stumbled on, and I hope I make it properly. Um, in the situation that you just described, you likely had in the same room Yeshiva boys, right? The, these wonderful boys in Sterot. And soldiers, some of whom might be from areas and communities of Israel that are not so favorable toward the Orthodox community, that may grow up with certain attitudes or certain thoughts, misconceptions, whatever you want to call them, about Orthodox Jewry, about Jewish tradition, and they are writing, writing, these days I guess you don't write, they're texting back to their parents in whatever kibbutz or whatever town they're from and letting them know that they're spending Shabbat with the yeshiva boys. It must be an interesting dynamic. It, it was uh, even more problematic than that, and because of the problematics of it, it was beautiful. Um, we had, I mean, it's, it's a shame to say, but they were, you know, it's not only young boys texting their mothers, but we had soldiers who had their families come to visit them uh, in throughout the yeshiva. week. And even on Shabbat, they right. came to visit them, and we all held ourselves back from saying anything. Sure. And uh, Friday night, we had the most unbelievable davening. Rabbi Shmuel Eliyahu from Tzfat was with us for the weekend, and he led a Kalbach davening. You understand, this is a, Sfar- a, a yeshiva that's 90% Sephardi, <laughs> uh, with the chief Sephardic <laughs> rabbi of Tzfat coming to Sterot and having a Kalbach <laughs> and this, this weekend. This is the week, yep. And during the davening... Two of the soldiers mentioned to their friends that they were in the middle of Sheva Brachot. They had gotten married and they came to war in the middle, as it says right in Halakha. The uh, they left their wives uh, a day or two after the wedding and we lifted them up. And during the Chadod, we sang Yassi Salai Chalokayach Kimsos Chatan Al Kala. And the dance, the, the davening went on for hours. It was just unbelievable. And all these soldiers, one by another, come in, guys with earrings, guys with ponytails, guys with shaved heads, are coming into the Beit Midrash. And you see 500 uniforms, together with another 500 uh, students and residents of State Road. A lot of people came from the town also as well. It was just unbelievable. You know, one of the things that we had that morning that we were brought, and, and it's worth it to go to the archives, folks, and listen to that Friday morning from State Road in August. It's worth it. So many interesting encounters. Uh, one of them, you may recall, was a Chatan, someone who just got married, who we were interviewing, and his frustration was they wouldn't let him go to the army. Right? right? So, I don't know if it was a family thing or uh, an army commitment or regulation, whatever it was. And he was sitting there at the, on the receiving end of my questions, telling the world how upset he was that he got married days ago and they won't let him enlist at the moment. This Akarosh uh, has to smile upon the Jewish people that after 2,000 years we didn't have the mitzvah of defending the country. We have it once again, and people are so eager to keep that mitzvah that it's, it's just it's just unbelievable. But that you know that the, our our event that we had the Chachnasat Sefer Torah, thanks to you and Joe and Simon. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about that also, but it, 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 for, you were there, all there, but it typifies a series of events that took place over the summer that really, really stressed the fact that we are one people. I know that Simon, in his letter about the, about the dinner, wrote a little about how we were dancing together at the Hachnasat Sefer Torah with Ethiopians, and uh, they were singing, you, you were, uh, Nachum, about, you wouldn't know the songs, and it was the regular Hasidic songs, it was just like, unbelievable. And it just, everybody together. Where were all the Africans? 
freaking Jewish songs I wanted to know. Come on. <laughs> I thought it would anyway, be a new experience. So this is the point of the dinner, that we were lucky. We were favored, that we were in Israel at that time, and we were able to have these experiences, and so many people who wanted to come but couldn't go, go to Israel and couldn't go to Israel will now have an opportunity on November 19th to meet the people who made these stories. We're going to have uh, Ori Yifrach, the father of Ayal Yifrach, with us. We're going to have Chaim Ulster, one of our students who was injured in the war, and many of our friends visited him in the hospital when they came. Uh, and all the honorees and all the dinner chairmen all were people who were here, were in Israel with us this past summer, and they're all, they all experienced uh, experiences like this, and, uh, and that's why we're doing this dinner, because we want everyone to come out and understand. We're doing it in a cheaper place also so that people could come. If we need to give a discount to somebody here and there, we'll be prepared to do it. We want You're encouraging people to save money. I like that. Uh, we're encouraging people to come out <laughs> and be united with the Jewish people, even here uh, in the United States. The Frontline Israel Solidarity. Solidarity celebration happens Wednesday night, November the 19th at the Hilton Meadowlands. High-quality hotel, according to Yossi Bamel. Right? Nice place. Well, Hilton actually, they're going to be renovating it. Uh, they promise me it'll be even fancier next year. Nice. But, uh, it's a really nice location. Uh, that there. happens in East Rutherford, New Jersey, on the night of Wednesday, November the 19th. Uh, the Kosher Troops Mission Awardees, Rivka Center, Tamar Gluck, and Sarah and Shlomo First. Is that the right pronunciation? Yeah. Uh, Rabbinic Leadership Awardee, Rabbi Stephen and Karen Przansky. Uh, Friends of Stay Road awardees, uh, Simcha and Margarita Babev. Babayev. Babayev. And the Gvurot Atora awardees are in our studio this morning. Um, Simon and Barry Jacob, Joe and Lori Rosazada are being recognized that night, and both Simon and Joe are here this morning at JM and the AM. Gentlemen, welcome back to JM and the AM. Wow, it's a it's a real pleasure to see you, Nachum, in person again, and it's a pleasure to be here. Simon, you recall the last time we had a conversation on the air was in Stay Road. You recall that Friday morning, don't you? That wasn't the last time, but we did. We actually we actually talked in Jerusalem a little bit later. Oh, good to be point. accurate. That's so right. no, that's true. <laughs> You're but right. We did I'm talk. I'm forgetting in all Stero. about my shows. This is ridiculous. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> They're all blending together. Brooklyn. That's correct. We had an amazing encounter with Jerusalem as well. But that day in Stay Road was pretty remarkable. Uh, the centerpiece of our celebration, aside from uh, being on the air and reporting back to everybody around the world, uh, the centerpiece was the incredible Hachnasatze for Torah. In an obscure synagogue, yes, that's right, I'm going to call it an obscure synagogue, on the outskirts of Stay Road, an obscure, small Ethiopian congregation, one that um, was worried to a great extent about coming out and being part of a celebration with rockets flying on that Friday, but we had an amazing crowd, great representation from this area, um, we had the uh, uh, r- remarkable distinction as Simon pointed out more than once, that the Torah was dedicated to a Kohen, a Levi, and a Yisrael. Yep. To add even more to the whole Jewish unity aspect, it was really an incredible celebration. You know, we went we went to Sterot, at least I went to Sterot, with the thought of giving Hizuk to the people, and especially the Ethiopian community, and letting them know that we we care and we think about them and what have you. And as you said this morning on the Air Nachum, it's so important for Americans to go to Israel, and especially when they start hearing things on the radio about the uh, terror attacks in Jerusalem and what have you, God forbid people start to ca- start to cancel plans to visit. But the truth is that you might think that you're going there to give them hizuk, but I can't tell you how energized I was coming back to Jerusalem from, it was a Friday, we're going into Shabbat, it was like high energy in that bus coming back, 
um, after being in Sderot, the amount of hizuk that that I received was just huge. It was just tremendous. Um, one of the people I sent an invitation out to, uh, because I sent them out to my email list, was um, a Rav from Yerushalayim, Rav Aaron Bina. And, um, and he sent back a note saying, uh, this is such a great thing that you're doing. Nativ Aryeh also makes a point right. of going twice a year right. to stay rote and to bring the yeshiva together mm-hmm. in order to give them hizuk and know that there's yeshiva in Yerushalayim that's giving this uh, yeshiva in Sterot Hizuk. But he said, secretly, I want you to know something. It's really the reason I take the boys there is because the Hizuk we get from them is just unbelievable. It's so it's so strong and it is, so powerful. It's so. difficult not to be inspired. And everybody out there, as I always say, Yossi Babel, and I say this every year, this is the one time we're not asking you to fly to stay road. It's the one time <laughs> we're not telling you to get on a plane and go 6,000 miles. It's the one time where this is literally in our backyard, in this case, in the New Jersey uh, Hilton Meadowlands. And everyone can come out on Wednesday night, November 19th. They can uh, get part of that chizuk that uh, Simon was just talking about and really be inspired by an incredible uh, list of honorees and an incredible uh, uh, list of presenters, as you mentioned uh a mother of one of the fallen boys will be there, correct? Is that what you said? No, it's father. 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 Sorry about that. Father of one of the fallen boys will be there. Um, an injured soldier from Steyroth and the Steyroth right. Yeshiva will be there. People will be hearing inspiring messages all night long. Information at area code 718-673-4945. That's 718-673-4945. Go to Steyroth.org, S-D-E-R-O-T.org slash English. For information, Rabbi Fendel, we should mention, the Rosh Hashiva will, of course, be at the dinner. Absolutely. He will be there to greet everybody as he does when uh, you arrive in Sterot. He is there to greet everybody and to uh, continue to inspire everybody. Uh, Dr. Joe Rosazada is here, and he is part of this uh, amazing team of the Jacob and Rosazada family that's being recognized at the Sterot dinner. Good morning, doctor. Good morning. Nice to see you. First, I have to say happy anniversary to you and Stacy, for sure. Thank you very much. But uh, but getting back. I think it was raining that day 25 years ago, if I remember correctly. (laughs) It brings me back. (laughs) Um, Many, many more years. Thank you very much. And uh, so yeah, so the road, you know, I, I, you know, when I went, when I, when I, when I visited that day, um, going to the yeshiva and and seeing how the, really the yeshiva was helping so many people out in in this road in the community it was was amazing. Like there, were, you know, like I was talking to to a guy that said, you know, an elderly guy that that came to the yeshiva just to be sheltered in, um, you know, during the during the war. It's amazing. It's amazing what the yeshiva is doing for the community there itself, and uh, that's that was one of the you know one of the reasons why you know how the whole thing started. How, right. how the, you know Yossi I guess came to you about about the Sefer Torah and how we got together to do this. So it's an amazing cause. I really really believe in it. I, I think um, you know I think everybody should come out and try to support as much as possible, as little as as much as whatever they could do. Um, it's very, very important, I believe. And uh, again, as you know, like Sephardim, Ashkenazim, Haredim, whatever you want to call it, everybody gets together for one cause and the unity of it. It's it's amazing to me and it's amazing to watch how everybody really, really gets 
gets involved into one one cause. I love your point about the yeshiva reaching out and helping in any way. You know what it is in Israel? Everybody wants to enlist. If it can't be in the army itself, right? Because we met a lot of people on the border when we were in Kfar Maimon doing just that. I'm too old to be in the army now. They won't let me go in. They won't let me carry a gun. So I figured out another way to help out. And it seems like that's the whole... You know, that, that, that's what's happening there in Stay Road. You know, if I can't be on the front lines, I'm going to figure something else out to do to uh, help out in the cause. There's no question that people feel uh, at times of stress, times of difficulty, the Jews pull together in a way that is just unbelievable. Uh, there, there was this recent uh, disaster in Nepal where some Israelis right. were killed, and the people there, they kept on asking the Israelis, "Are you members of the same family? Are you brothers or sisters? Why is the you know the Chabad rabbi you know calling up your mother?" And you know they couldn't understand that these people who never met each other before wow. that came separately are all one nation. It's such an unbelievable thing. This is who we are, and this is our, me- our mission in the world to spread that light of unity uh, and uh, togetherness. Amen to that. That's a good one. I like that. Why on earth would you be uh, following up if you're not related or if you don't know who these people are? Sure enough, we know the answer to that question. More coming up at JM and the AM. The dinner is on the 19th of November. Make sure to get your reservations in and be part of something very, very special. We had the opportunity to be part of the Hachnasah Sefer Torah in Stay Road, which became the centerpiece of a beautiful day there, uh, Erev Shabbos Nachamu this year. Uh, and uh, hopefully uh, a good part of that feeling is going to be felt at the New Jersey Hilton Meadowlands on the 19th of November when we all get together to give chizuk, to give strength, to give inspiration, and to support the incredible work of the American Friends of Stay Road. More coming up. This is JM in the AM. Yeah. 
the AM. I have good news for you, Yossi Baumel. Oh, yeah? You want to hear it? Sure. Apparently, Seema and Dr. Rabin Rosazada are going to be coming to the dinner. Rabin? Where's Rabin? I heard that, like, oh. you know, the whole trip. Assuming, assuming there is a Rabin, he'll be at the dinner. <laughs> so that's Dr. good news. <laughs> and, then I, and then I heard that Cousin Moshe is actually going to be coming to the dinner. He, he and does. he usually brings a lot of people, Yossi. You may need two, three tables for him and his crew. All right, so just keep and, that in and mind. And Lori's grandfather, Zadie. Oh, Zadie's coming Zadie, to the dinner. Zadie got a table. Very nice. There'll be Bayonne representation. For sure, for sure. Zadie. All right, very Zadie's nice. Zadie's excited. Tell him to invite. And good morning, Zadie. Good morning, Zadie. And tell him to invite all the old people from the old country in Bayonne. <laughs> yeah, he took part in our meeting last night, actually. Right. Yeah. Oh, Zadie was at the meeting. Yeah. I've been at meetings with him. They get very intense. But he provides great snacks. I enjoy them, and I usually stick around for quite a while, let me tell you. You can see it, it was carried on to the next generation with all the stuff they brought yeah. here. i got to thank Simon and Joe. They walked in with a whole big celebration this morning. It, it looks like your telethon here. With That's all the right. Food. They're providing breakfast. I love it. So, um, uh, so we have, thank God, a great response so far. A lot of great people. You were the one who told me, as, time, as time goes on, I don't remember pe- saying this, but go people ahead. reserve closer and closer to the day yeah, of the Now, dinner. let's see, it's the 19th. By the 20th, they'll all reserve. That's how, that's my prediction. Uh, they walk in on us. That's okay. It's okay. I have a din- I'm thinking of people should it. know. If they have the last minute, they should know. We'll, uh, well, we'll profile thinking, them and make sure they come in. And uh, but they'll, they'll I'm get thinking in. of going to a dinner this Saturday night. And I said to myself, I'll decide after Shabbos. I mean, if I show up Saturday night to a Jewish dinner, they're not going to throw me out, are they? You wouldn't throw me out if I showed up the last minute to your I dinner, wouldn't. would they? I wouldn't. And I think I, they've heard of me over there. You know, in Israel, so. they just started. They just started doing seating at weddings just lately. You know, you know, it's not something that's new. There was new no. For it was it. open seating before that. Yeah, my first kids had married off. I had to argue with the Wait other side. Wait a second, about Simon's that. made weddings in Israel. Let me check with the authority and see if Yossi Babel's giving I can us testify. giving us a story here. <laughs> Simon, you've made weddings in Israel, open seating or not? It's a big issue in Israel really? with open seating. I've I've made. Baruch Hashem, two weddings. I'm wow. happy. I'm looking forward to making more. And uh, yeah, it's a big, it's a big issue. Because so at the two, did you give out place cards or not? Um, I actually did, Ooh. but it's very, very unusual at Israeli weddings to give out place cards. And I just also wanted to mention yeah. that one of your biggest fans from New Jersey, let me hear, Grandma Doreen Jacob, ah! is going to be at the dinner. All so right. I'm telling you that that's uh, Mrs. Jacob. Thing. I am honored to see you there that night. This is great. We're getting a, we're getting a lot of people out for this dinner. I love it. You, you know, one of our other honorees, uh, Rifka Center, said we should tell everybody this is what's called a family reunion. That's true. And this is exactly what it looks like it's going to be. Yeah, you get everybody that Joe and uh, Simon are either related to or know through the course, <laughs> the course of their day. And trust me, you're going to have a massive crowd. Uh, by the way, I heard that uh, it's unusual to have drones at Israeli weddings as well. So, <laughs> so place cards are unusual and drones are unusual. Simon, anything else? Anything else go into the I'm wedding? I'm guilty interest? of that. I'm sorry. But I'm is guilty. it only those two things? Was there anything else unusual or was it just those two things that were unusual? At the wedding? Yeah, the place cards and the drone. Other than that, it was a normal, nice wedding. That was it? <laughs> it was normal, but we had some extra stuff. You did have extra stuff. Yeah, yeah. We did. We actually... Um, we. On the backs, the reasons I wanted the place cards was on the back there was instructions as to where to uh, email your images up to. <gasps> Great so idea! So that all the images that people took around the rooms right. came up on the walls <laughs> around the wedding. So it was really, really cool. We projected them up. Uh, oh, at I the thought you were hall. making a collection afterwards. No, we did that after, but as no. well, but we got. 
at the wedding itself, you could take a picture and it was on the wall at the wedding projected on. Right, we should have been at the cool. wedding. We should have gone. I was, was there, Nachum. You were there. I was there. Joe and, Joe and I were, were last minute decisions. <laughs> we should have gone, Joe. We made a big mistake. Yeah. And we sure. also streamed it live because <gasps> the, the, Mahuta, the, my Mahutanim were from LA. So right. a lot of their family couldn't be there, and uh, Baruch Hashem. Well, we were thinking of watching it, but I was at a barbecue at the Rosazada house, so we had no opportunity, unfortunately. <laughs> but we were thinking about watching it. Was that the one that Benjamin was making? Yeah. Yeah. I did, well, if it was a good one, then obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Yassi Baumel, uh, in addition to the Jacob and Rosazada families, there are other distinguished families who are going to be recognized on the 19th of November. Other great people who just have been fantastic supporters and wonderful companions for Stay Road. And they are. Who are some of those folks? Okay, first of all, we have, uh, I have to explain what this is, the Kosher Troops Mission, yeah. Rifka Center, uh, Rebetzin Rifka Center uh, from Muncie, uh, her daughter Tamara Gluck from Far Rockaway, and uh, also Sarah and Shlomo First from uh, Muncie. Uh, Sarah First has an organization called Kosher Troops. Oh, I know that organization. It's and, great. You know, it's, it was interesting that Muncie and Steroid have a lot in common. First of all, there's a lot of there's a lot of Torah learning going on in both places, and there's also a lot of soldiers because it's right next to West Point. That's right. I remember I went into a Svarim store in Muncie once, and I see like ten guys in uniform looking around for Svarim over there. You know, so it's just a very nice. interesting connection. And um, they came during during the uh, summer. And uh, Rivka Center called me up uh, a week or two before. As soon as the war started, I have to come. How should I come? What should I do? They were so, so people. And she was one of thousands who just wanted to come and connect to what was going on. And uh, actually, uh, Sarah first brought with her letters from U.S. servicemen throughout the world, Jewish servicemen who sent letters to the IDF soldiers. Uh, uh, to uh, to encourage them, it was like so that's like a really expression of unity when wow. you have people in dif- wearing different uniforms, but the fact that they're Jewish and that they're soldiers <sighs> uniting them, uh, it was what really very special. Idea. We hook- we hooked idea. up with two guys, David Gast and uh, Josh Abu Khatera from uh, Long Island, who had come to Israel. I hope the uh, customs doesn't fund them. They came out with tons of uh, iPads and gave them out in the hospitals, gave them out to the uh, soldiers. Unfortunately, though, we gave it out at the Iron Dome. Uh, near Steyrot, and then the commander heard about it and tracked us down and <laughs> ma- made them give it back to us. So, so I, I don't know how it worked. It's like, but I think the soldiers who were in Milwin were allowed to keep it, and the ones who were serving regularly didn't allow It was a little strange thing, but it was just like unbelievable. People were just coming and giving, coming and giving. It was just beautiful. So uh, we're honoring them, uh, and I'll be in Muncie this Shabbat speaking at uh, Rabbi Ari Center's shul. Uh, and uh, it's also, I think, it's important to, that we understand that the Jews of all types, United for this, Haredi Jews, non-religious Jews, everybody united, and 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 I think I just want to thank Muncie for uh, for being there. <coughs> for and us kosher and, troops yeah. concentrates on working with American soldiers. That's correct. So they expanded, so to speak, by saying during the war in Israel, "Hey, we got to take care of our brethren there as well." What an amazing kiddush Hashem. Yeah. Okay. So that's as far as the uh, kosher troops mission goes. Um, Rabbi Przansky. Uh, everybody knows him uh, as a person who's not afraid to say his speak his mind. He asked me yesterday, "What should he say on the video?" And I said, "You're asking me. You, and, did anyone ever tell you what to think or what to do? I don't understand what you're asking me." Altogether, he's been one of those rabbis, like Rabbi Golden, and like many others that I, 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 I may neglect to mention, uh, who have over the years, again and again and again, whenever there's trouble in Israel. They're, they're in Israel. They, they find come. an excuse to yeah, go. I mean, I remember. A lot of people find excuses to stay away, Asi Balmo, and they find excuses to go to Israel. Right. It was, uh, it's unbelievable. And I remember, you know, during the, the Second Intifada, all the solidarity missions, the Chizuk missions, the idea of the Chizuk mission that came out, actually was the, during the First Intifada that they started coming, and uh, Rabbi Prezinsky was very active in, in, in those days as well. 
uh, and uh, that, and, and we just want to honor him and thank him so much for the fact that he stood with us and, and he did come to State Road during the war. Uh, we gave out pizza and uh, you know the invitation. Like you, you always like to. Do you like this year's invitation? You always compliment beautiful. me on my invitation. So beautiful. There's a beautiful montage telling the story of this summer, basically. And there's a picture of most all the honorees. There's a picture of JM the AM interview. There's a that's picture right. of Rabbi Przanski delivering pizza, uh, and so on and so forth. So that's uh, that's uh, Rabbi Przanski. Everybody knows him, and oh, we're there so he happy. is delivering pizza. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Next. Uh, we have the Babaya family there from the Bukharan community in Queens. Um, uh, Simcha has a family in Steyrot. He has investments in Steyrot, and he's trying to help us. We're building, uh, besides, uh, we, it's just too long to mention all the various things the yeshiva is doing, f- not for the yeshiva in Steyrot, but one of them is building synagogues. And when we're working on right now, the Bukharian shul, there was uh, the, one of the first people who were killed by a Kassam rock in Steyrot many, many years oh, ago. I remember when, you mentioned this. When right? Ariel Sharon was prime minister, right. uh, was from their community, and Ariel Sharon promised that he would build a shul there, and it's still not built. We moved, we, uh, with the new elections a year ago, uh, and Alon David took over, we moved in there and we started building the building. We're stuck now because of... Uh, See, Simon's but, ready to take care of the mayor of Steyrot's commitments. I don't know if he's ready to take care of Prime Minister Sharon's commitments. So he was ready with the Torah when the mayor said he's going to make sure to get a Torah. I don't know if he's ready to build a shul. For, does, they, does the Bukharian shul need a Torah? I might be able to uh, twist some arms and, uh, you know... I believe that they're okay, but I'll check. They are okay? I, I, I have to tell you, when I met with the various communities in Steyrot and I met with the Bukharians, right. I saw that they were diving in a shack and the, everybody's like outside all the time. Mm. The Ethiopians, when I came to talk to them, they started to cry about a Sefer Torah. They, right. And I said, a Sefer Torah? At a Teret Konim in Hebron, everybody was giving away stuff. They could, they, people yeah. wanted to give so many. Let me meet with my committee. Just a moment. Let me meet with my committee. Uh, what, uh, what would it take, guys? What would it take to build a quick shul for the Bukharian uh, synagogue? Uh, this is This is going straight to my heart. Simon, what do you say? There are a lot of, there are a lot, a lot of very wealthy Bukharian. They should be approached. Uh, who ability. are in New York. Yes, you're right. And who are, are, would look to be able to honor one of their family or what have you. Let's I challenge the community. I can't believe it. I, th- I think right. that they should do this. Let's I challenge really believe the it. You've I'm, met with people from the Bukharian community, This right? is exactly the point of uh, having the Babayovs honored. Uh, they did take me around to various communities. I met with people. I have to tell you, the Bukharian community is so, so involved in their youth and in developing their own culture. Sure. And they're really focused. And it's very important. I'm not saying no. Uh, and what we're trying to do is get them a little to be involved in these kind of projects. Let's so, challenge so, I'll get up. You know what I'll do for you? At the dinner, I'll get up. I'll give them a direct challenge. I'll stand up and say, hey, guys. You yeah. know, this is a bit your, Knesset. Yeah, your community, not, your this community, is in the middle of your community in Stair Road in Israel on the front lines needs a shul. And today, what can we put? We could put something up for what, Joe? Come on, a little tent or something, right? Can we put? Can we put something on one of these makeshift trailers and then start them off with a little? No, synagogue? they have. They have. They have a they they got that trailer. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> we, we're, no, we're, they need a building. We're middle of building. They need a building. This is Steyrot. They're not building in Jerusalem. The, what could, like what could a building on. cost? Yes, we, we, not we, building we, in Manhattan. Give me the estimate. Uh, we've put. Let's together, do the negotiation. No, we've put together all the money. All we need is two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And then they'll be able to build. It's a big community. A quarter of a million bucks from the Bukharian community, they can have a beautiful synagogue in Stay Road. Bottom line. Right. That's it. And this was unplanned, by the way, but the challenge is now out there. Okay, you have to know that I'm so happy that you're the MC instead of me because I'm a, I'm ashamed to do a, a, an appeal at any of my dinners. Oh, don't worry, I'll chase but... everybody away with my announcements. <laughs> Are you kidding? Uh, okay. You know what we should do? Here's what we should do. I'm yeah, going to give you an idea. Do this before. Here's what we should do. Yeah. No, what we should do is at the dinner. 
ask members of that community to stand up and pledge their support till we hit 250. At 250, we could have dessert. That's what we should do. Joe, what do you think? It's a great idea. Is that a great plan? We could auction off stuff, you know? Yeah. Right, Joe? <laughs> By the way, how about this? If we, we raise the money at the dinner for the Bukharian sitting on State Road, the three of us, me, Joe, and Simon, will go for the dedication of the building. <laughs> we'll go and we'll broadcast in the dedication of the building. Wow. What do you think of that? Wow. We've got to set a deadline, though. We're not doing this if it's 10 years from now. No. We're going to set a deadline. <laughs> it's been being built like for Like President's ten, Weekend. It's, 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 it's be already 10 years that's being built. Exactly. I need, I need it already. I need the final... Uh, By this time next year, the latest. A year we should give them? No, I, look. How about since, Tisha B'Av? We'll give them until Tisha B'Av. No, Barshat Chayesara is okay. By Chayesara next By Chayesara year? By Chayesara next year. We want them reading Chayesara in their permanent right. building next year. Perfect. That's what we want. Perfect. Sounds good to me. Sounds great. I want Simon and I to argue about whether we go to Hebron <laughs> or Stay Road for Chayesara. That's what I want. No, no, please don't put me to that situation. Please. <laughs> Please, I'm hoping maybe next year I'll do the dinner at a different time. Wait a I'll be second. Able to go to we can actually place. drive Friday from Stay Road to Chevron as long as we don't stop at a Tivot. We've got to stop at Baba Sali. stop by the Baba Sali. All right. I threw you completely off course. Wrap it up, Yossi Babel. Who else do we have to recognize? Okay, I just want to mention our dinner uh, chairman, also people who came to visit, uh, Robbie and Helene Roth- uh, Roth- Rothenberg from uh, Woodmere. They came on the OU mission, uh, and Kenny Tamisham came the next day. Uh, and had a, they had an unbelievable experience visiting the wounded soldiers and visiting with us in the yeshiva. They had a one-on-one with Rabbi Eliyahu, who had stayed, stuck around for a couple of days afterwards. Uh, so I want to thank them for their work as well. Also, I just want to make one thing very clear about the program. Givati Commander Colonel Ofer Winter is not going to be physically in the building. He's uh, he got another year as commander of Givati, and he's not going. He can't, he can't leave. leave. He can't leave his soldiers. However, Even to come to New Jersey. However, we, he came to speak at the yeshiva. And uh, we spoke to him about it beforehand, and he made a very, very nice uh, speech. There, we're going to have bring part, parts of it uh, at the dinner as well. Uh, so uh, I have to make that clear. And uh, th- that's basically wraps up the program. It's going to be an unbelievable program, and I really think that people should not miss this. If you couldn't come to Israel this summer, then you should come to this dinner. I want to remind everybody that this, the war is not over. It goes from one place to another. Many times I've, I've, I've mentioned Eretz was like an old man. Sometimes it hurts in the hips. Sometimes it hurts in the head. Until we, you know, take care of things properly, it, it moves around. When the when they when the Hamas shoots rockets at Sterot, they ride on it Al Quds. In other words, they're shooting at Sterot, but they're aiming for Yerushalayim. And the violence is going on today in Yerushalayim as well, also. And it, it, and I, I I don't have to mention what happened over the last two days. All of a sudden, people are being run down one after another by Arab terrorists. We need to stand with the people of Israel at a time like this. It's our privilege. It's our duty to come out. To the, this is the first big uh, uh, event that you can identify with what's going on in Israel in a very, very, very real way. N- November 19th at uh, the Meadowlands Hilton. All right. Phone number 718-673-4945. Stayrote.org for information. Glenn Richter just writes to me. He was there with the AFSI mission last job. This was remarkable. Yes, Glenn is very organized. He emailed me a month in advance to know what the codes are for the Wi-Fi so that he'll be able to <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I like that. <laughs> Twelve minutes before the hour, plenty to do, including the lineup for the uh, stream, everything that's happening on jmnam.org. All through the day, we'll do that and plenty more coming up right here at JM and the AM. The
Lashana Haba, which was written by Shlomo Kalbach, was, um, uh, what's the word they always use? Was, uh, not, not recreated. What was the word? Um, ah, I forgot. I'll say published. It's not what the word I'm looking for. But anyway, it, it was, say it again? Remastered? Uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm thinking publicized. of Publicized. No, no, no. Thinking of a different one. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Shlomo Katz introduced it, not a bad word, uh, for the Jacob family at one of your simchas. Yeah. Yeah, and that song is now on his brand new CD. Did you get the brand new CD? Yeah? It's beautiful. I got it the first hour it came out. It's really amazing. And he sent me, he actually called me and said, Hey, by the way, Simon, this is on the oh, so Shimon, this is on the disc. And I'm sending it out to you right away. So I said, You don't have to send it, I already bought it. That's great. Now, we have to say we have to say that Baruch, uh, next week is Simon's father's Haskara. So okay. you'll be in Israel. No, so when you're talking about Eretz Israel, where I'm I I Baruch Hashem have never missed it yet. I hope I don't have to ever. Um but this week I'm going to Eretz Israel and hopefully I'll make it back in time for the dinner. <laughs> 
please God. Um, but Baruch Hashem, his yeah, your Baumel just fainted. No, I, Robert Ben-Rimon from his, his neighbor promised me that he's going to change his flight to be sure he's on the same well, flight. Well, I heard Robert's also going to Israel. He is, yeah. but he, please God, he'll be back too. I'll also be back. So we're trying. Um, I just want to tell you, Nachum, I listened to you before, before you went through the lineup of, uh, of JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network. And I don't know how I'm going to get any work done today because every single one of those programs sounds unbelievable. I so really appreciate just want to it. Tell you. I appreciate it. We got to go through that lineup. And uh, Joe says there's another dedication we have to make. Mama Golda. Mama Golda's yes, tuned Mama in. Golda. So yes, she listens yes. to the show. Hundred percent. Mama Golda. She would never miss the show because she no. thinks Rabin might be on. So she would never. Miss it. <laughs> That's it. She loves Rabin. You know, everybody does. Um, uh, and Simon, so if we do end up reuniting for Chayi Sarah, whether we're in Chevron or not, Simon will be in Jerusalem, right? That's, Either that, way. That's the I, 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 could, I could push that's it the for that Shabbat to be in Hebron. Right. So with God's help. But <laughs> right. I'm so the only way we'll be together next Shabbos is if it's Hebron. That's right. right. If we're in Jersey or New York, it will not be... Uh, Unfortunately not. Right. I got you. Now I'm, I'm just trying to, get, I'm trying to put together this but, whole month, you know, <laughs> so I can figure out what's going on. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no problem. Hey, better to be in Jerusalem. Simon, you know that. Um, coming up later on in our stream at jmnam.org, we have amazing programming. Charlie Harari with the boardroom is coming up next between 9 and 10 o'clock. Jew in the City, Allison Josephs with the brand new Jew in the City speaks. She will have S.D. Ackerman as one of her guests, the young lady who's making quite a Kiddush Hashem as a table tennis player. Could you imagine? Miriam Al Wallach will uh, ask the question why the brand new owner of the Los Angeles Clippers, who bought the team for $2 billion, now wants a bar mitzvah. Rabbi Josh Halleckman, the sports rabbi, will join Miriam, as will C. Landsbaum of Soul Farm to talk about the big Shlomo Kalbach yard site events that are happening this weekend. Our 24 hours of Kalbach happens from 6 p.m. Saturday night through 6 p.m. Sunday night Eastern time on our stream at jmnam.org. 24 hours of Kalbach in honor of the yard site of Rabbi Shlomo. Uh, that's happening for 24 hours straight, starting at 6 o'clock after Havdullah this coming Saturday night. Make sure to be tuned in. Coming up at 1 o'clock today, Mark Zomik is going to be tackling a very sensitive topic, and that is the one of abuse in our community. He has um, uh, special guests, some of whom have been involved uh, as, a, as children, as uh, victims of abuse, including David Chaifetz. And they will talk about uh, ensuring that things like this don't happen again. That's a very sensitive conversation between 1 and 2 o'clock today on our stream. And then tonight, Michael Fragan with the post-election analysis after the uh, midterm elections. Yossi Baumel thinks it's exciting when there's elections in Israel. Look what happened this week here. Uh, he'll have that whole analysis, and I've already threatened that I'm going to call in to be part of that, that conversation tonight. You'll have a chance to do so as well between 6 and 7 this evening. So there you have it. Stay Road Dinners, the 19th of November. Gentlemen, an absolute delight. Thank you so much. I just want to wish everybody a Shabbat Shalom Vrach. Okay? Thank you, Simon. Dr. Joe? Thank you, Simon. Thank you, everybody. That, you know, Again, support Stroat. Please Amen. come out and show, show your support to them. And I just want to say shout out to my kids and Lori and the whole family, Dina and the girls, Rivki and, and, and Devora. Everybody, come up and support Stroat. Where will they find? Where will people find you today? Uh, Orange, uh, Verona. Where can they find Orange, you? Orange, Pesach. You'll be in Pesach today. Yeah, Pesach. Appearing where? On uh, in what office? In one. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be making an appearance there. Yeah, at, a little bit. Will you stop by the Orange location or not? For all time, you will. Of course, of course. I might get a haircut by your place. Really? You're gonna go all the way over there? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yassi Baumel. Nachum, I just want to say one thing. There's some people that are ahead of. Uh, Go ahead. Are, 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 are more higher up than being honored, and that's you, 
you deserve to be on that stage with them. The only way I could get you up there is by having you be the MC. I don't know. But you deserve to be honored because you are the voice of solidarity for the Jewish people. Thank you for all that you do. I thank you. I thank you for that and look forward to our next visit to the Holy Land with you. JM and the AM wrapping things up on a Thursday morning. This is from the Moshav Band. Band here at JM and the AM. Tomorrow, we'll analyze the events of the week. Malcolm Holmine will join us for the weekly update, 7.40 tomorrow morning. And guess what? The only Jewish Republican in Congress joins us tomorrow morning at 7.25. You don't know who it is? You're not following politics as closely as Michael Fragan does. I can tell you that much. Uh, look it up. The only Jewish Republican in the new Congress will join us tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. Achenu Israel and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Wraps up an amazing Thursday. Keep it at jmtheam.org all day long. Tomorrow morning we're back. Weekly update, plenty more. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Sigal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.